Grab your coffee. It's time for an episode of Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. I'm your host, Melissa De Silva. Hello, Chit Chatters. I hope all of you are doing well and that you are starting to feel like spring is coming into the air and life is getting a little bit more tolerable because we have some more light and we're starting to be able to come out of our homes because the pandemic is decreasing slightly. So I hope that all of you are being able to take advantage of all that. And if you want to take advantage of my one-on-one retreats here in Puerto Rico, make sure you head over to my website, melissadesilva.com, where you can find some more information on my one-on-one transformational retreat. Now, this is for individuals who want to take a next step, maybe in their career or their life, or they find that they're stuck in a relationship or just the same cycle over and over again, and you finally want to get out of that hamster wheel, make sure you check out this retreat because I provide so much knowledge, so much reflection, so much transformation, and we do it through a whole bunch of different types of activities that are tailored just for you and your needs. So I have to say that I suffer from a case of shiny object syndrome. And I know that a lot of creatives, such as myself, probably suffer from this too. Now, if you don't know that you have this infliction, maybe you might be somebody who is able to focus on one project and continue on until completion. But I have experienced a lot of creatives who, like myself, will finish some projects, but probably have twice as many unfinished projects than we do have completed. And I think that's always something that's kind of cool about us because we are just creating, 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 and we can always kind of go back to the stuff that we haven't finished yet when we're feeling inspired. But my guest today was inspired many years ago on this project uh, back in college and has been able to stick with this project. And it is coming out soon. It's a website platform. Make sure that you get on this platform because you'll see some of the questions that I asked her in this interview. Maybe you have wondered and haven't been able to get a good resource for these answers. But it's been really amazing that this guest has been able to start with a project back in college and now has created this huge project that so many people can benefit from. And it's interesting how she talks about how this project has evolved as she has gone through different stages in her life. So make sure you head over there and find out more about this, but be sure to listen to this episode first. And now here is my interview with Sasha Laurie, the owner and creator of BBXXX. Hello, Chit Chatters. Thank you for joining me today and my guest, Sasha Laurie. Sasha, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. So, Sasha, tell us what makes you unique and what you're working on right now. What makes me unique? Wow. Love it. Getting right into <laughs> it. Well, I'll start with what I'm working on right now. My company is called BBXX, and we are building the go-to resource for intimacy and relationships. So, we create digital media content about sexuality, intimacy, and communication to help people better understand themselves so that as a result of that deeper self-understanding, they can form deeper connections and healthier, more fulfilling relationships with other people. And so really, 
you know, it's a company where a lot of people come to us because they want to learn about sex and sexuality. And that's, you know, what's the most exciting and people are like, yeah, yeah, I just need to, you know, have this one curiosity or this one area I need to improve or this one, you know, small problem. And that's kind of how we, we get people in the door, but it really goes a lot deeper than that. And so we say, yeah, yeah, just come on in. That's all you're here for that one thing. Totally. Mm -hmm. And then we say, and here's all this other stuff about connection and communication and intimacy and self-development, because we really believe that at the core of everything, the foundation to any healthy, let alone extraordinary relationship starts with the self and starts with that intimate relationship with yourself. And so it's a unique space that combines, I like to say science meets storytelling we have kind of these really interesting gaps in this space right now. I don't even want to call it an industry because I don't even want to talk about monetization of like humanness. Think of it as the human space, mm -hmm. um, teaching people to these very human, what unfortunately have come to be unnatural or things that aren't taught, that aren't learned, and that we have to seek out and consciously put in the work to learn, but should be these natural, organic, and really the most important foundational skills we're taught from a young age. Mm -hmm. And so without calling it an industry in this space, there are some really interesting gaps because, you know, both on the, the side of, you know, the content type that we're talking about, you know, a lot of people are in the space of sexual health mm -hmm. uh, and sexual wellness. And then on the other end, a lot of people in, in the space of therapy and mm -hmm. mental health, but there's nowhere that kind of combines binds those things when you think about what are the most interesting and important ingredients in a healthy relationship. Yes, sex is a part of it. Your mental health is definitely a part of it. Communication is a huge part of it. Self-understanding, self-development. These are all huge parts that come together and are so important, yet there isn't that crossover that mm. brings those different types of content and those different key ingredients together to talk about and to kind of view relationships holistically. And so that's kind of one thing we're trying to do. And then within this space as well, you know, you've got people kind of off to one side who are doing the, you know, science and research approach, or for example, you know, in the space of sex and sexuality, you've got like squared sex education, mm -hmm. um, or you've got like the fantasy or porn or mm -hmm. the kind of intense workshops and Kama Sutra. Again, there isn't something that is in that in-between space that is where your real life experience takes place most of the time is in mm -hmm. that gap between the two. And so that's what the XX in BBXX stands for is that in-between space. And again, the same thing happens with kind of the more emotional side where you'll go to a workshop and really dive deep and feel a lot and make a lot of improvement in that, you know, one to two, however many hours but there's no generally, it's, it's a lot of body work mm -hmm. and it doesn't incorporate as much of the mind and the intellectual side. And so what we try and do is combine that, you know, mind and body and help treat the, the body through the mind and vice versa by incorporating in the why behind this stuff. And so you can go to those workshops and you can feel the difference, but if you don't understand why it's happening, Mm -hmm. It won't become as long lasting and you won't be able to recreate that same effect on your own. And we don't want people to have to be dependent on, you know, going to these workshops all the time or having somebody else there. We want to 
equip people with these skills, this knowledge and these tools themselves. And we believe that part of that comes with the intellectual part and the, the research and the knowing and the understanding of why do we think this way? How does our brain work? How has culture shaped the way we think and therefore talk and therefore act about these sorts of things? And so that's kind of what makes BBXX unique uh, is kind of the approach and the way we're going about things. Now, if you go on to the website that's launching in yeah. May, what is something that somebody might see first? Like you go onto the homepage and yeah. then what's there? So you're going to go onto the homepage and you're going to learn a bit about kind of this perspective and, and why we're doing what we do. A bit about my own story. You'll find our podcast, which is available on all podcasting platforms. It's called BBXX Let's Get Intimate. And you're going to find kind of these four different features of the platform. So one of them is content. And you'll be able to search content curated and original across different formats and across different topics. So again, like I said, there's this huge problem of all this information being scattered. If you want to, mm -hmm. you know, watch a TED talk, you go to YouTube. If you want to listen to a podcast on this topic, you'd go to iTunes or Spotify. If you want to look for an article, you'd go to Google or a scientific journal article, another place. So bringing together a platform that has these different formats, as well as, like I mentioned before, this holistic approach. So content across different topics, because again, if you want to find information about sexuality, you'd go to maybe one blog or one company's website or about communication or mental we, health. WikiHow usually comes up for anything that I look for. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> that never comes up for me. And really? I like, yeah. The proof of how customized Google really is. But I do sometimes search for things on Google and no results come up. That has happened to me. And I sometimes think, how is that possible? And, and I think that's just proof, particularly in this space, Google doesn't have all the answers, mm -hmm. particularly in the human space. Google doesn't have all the answers. And so mm. it's trying to tap into our own answers that we have within the best experts in this space, as well as each other to, to come together. And our motto at BBXX is changing the culture and the conversation surrounding intimacy and relationships. So also creating this community of like-minded people who are interested in having these conversations about topics, you know, people are afraid to talk about sometimes, but like, is my vagina is, weird looking? Well, all kinds of stuff, <laughs> because even if we're talking about, you know, anatomy and body acceptance, and we definitely, we're actually going to be doing a workshop with this amazing woman. Uh, her Instagram account is gash trays and she does <laughs> these little, all kinds of cool ceramics with different, you know, sculpted into the shape of body parts. And we're going to be doing a thing where people will learn to sculpt their own body parts out of clay, which is and, awesome. And it's a process of body acceptance, but right. It's not just about even genitals or anatomy. That is about mm -hmm. so much more. That is about mm -hmm diving into your relationship with yourself, your confidence, your, you know, criticism, things that are so relevant to everything, because, you know, people say the way we do one thing is the way we do anything. Chances are, that's not the only category of your life where, where those things might come into play. And like, you know, when we talk or do workshops and maybe somebody's learning about communication in the bedroom, but all these skills are relevant 
elsewhere. So self-acceptance or any communication in the bedroom where you learn to identify what it is you want and need, and Mm -hmm. then learn to communicate and have the confidence to share that with somebody else or to, you know, ask for what you need and want. Those communication skills also come in handy when in the Mm. workplace, you need to ask for what you need and want, and you need the confidence to go in to ask for a raise. These are not isolated experiences. This Mm -hmm. is all related. So, I mean, the platform will have kind of topics from sexuality to communication to intimacy. Again, these are all related. Mm -hmm. So that's the first of the the four main features is that content database. The second one is a a database of key players in this space. So brands, organizations we like, experts we like, people like you who are creating great content related to this space, a trusted, you know, filtered list of resources and key players, because while there's not enough content in this space, there's simultaneously far too much noise. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people who might have good intentions, but aren't necessarily sharing the best content. So really a place for people to come. And and we've sorted through all the noise and we we're sharing, you know, some of the people, products and services that we know and trust. So that third part, we've got content, key players, and then a shop with products and services from physical products to digital products, courses, coaching. And then lastly, a community. Again, a community to come together to have this conversation with other people who want to help change the culture that we live Mm -hmm. in, the way we look at gender, relationships, intimacy, and ourselves. And a community to connect on this topic and a membership where people can get access to all of our premium content, access to more intimate conversations with some of our favorite experts, et cetera. So Interesting. That, yeah, that's the whole platform. Wow. That is a pretty robust platform. I did not realize how big it was when I started working on it. it was, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize how, and it is, but it's, it's so needed. And it, it is that big because it doesn't exist because it's mm-hmm. not out there yet. And creating anything you know, for the first time is, yeah, is really tough. Now, how did you get to this point where you're building this platform to help people with intimacy? Yeah. So I always love to clarify that I didn't get here because I knew everything or didn't have any issues related to this. Everything Mm -hmm. that I have created has come from a need for it myself. Mm -hmm. And so I used to joke that kind of the the first seed of BBXX that was planted was back when I was in college, when I was in this really intimate personal narrative writing class, where I started working on a, a project related to this. And it had come from a comment that somebody had made in the, the class where you know, there was this game hot seat where you asked anonymous questions and somebody asked, you know, what's the best sex you've ever had? And one of the girls in the hot seat said, well, you know, to be honest, it's never been great. I've been in two long-term relationships and, you know, we tried for a while, but now it's just about him. And I I really enjoy that. And why do we keep hearing this story over and over again? I'm so over this story. I don't like this story. This story used to be my story. This story shouldn't be anybody's story. 
so what happened is when I was about 20 years old, I had this aha moment where I realized that everything I had subconsciously absorbed from culture and society was not serving me. And mm. it came when I, <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when I had this so-called aha moment. The aha moment came, came later, luckily the same day, but I was driving down the street and for some reason I was thinking about you know, why I wasn't able to have an orgasm. I don't even remember. Thankfully, this was a while ago. And I had this moment where I said, oh, I know why I'm probably not having orgasms. It must be because I don't have a clitoris. And interesting. that <laughs> interesting would be a great word to describe it. First of all, anatomically, if not impossible, very, very extremely unlikely case of, I don't even know how, out of how many millions, totally made up thing I invented and, and managed to like believe for that day, which just goes to show you how totally lost and out of touch with everything I was. And I also want to say that I am originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. I am from one of the most liberal places within the San Francisco Bay Area. And this is where I was at as a 20-year-old. I mean, that is wow. pathetic is really the only word. And, and not even referring to myself, referring to our culture and society. That is pathetic mm -hmm. that somebody could be that lost, that they could have this totally insane false revelation at 20 years old. So wow. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Luckily, I went home. Google does have some of the answers. I Googled where the clitoris is, quickly found it, masturbated for the first time in my entire life. And I remember crying with relief because... Yes, that's amazing. I just remember crying. I was so relieved. And it wasn't because I didn't think I had a clitoris. I mean, apparently I did think that, but it was because I felt no shame. Mm -hmm. And I had subconsciously absorbed all these messages related to shame that I had previously told myself, not even that I really knew what female masturbation was or how it worked, but I had told myself, oh, well, if I did that, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. Mm, and interesting. Just, I'm not sure what the words about the rules about swearing on this podcast are. Oh, you can like, swear. I swear all the time. That is so <laughs> fucked up. Mm -hmm. It is beyond belief. And that is where I was at because we as a culture like to think, oh, if we don't, you know, teach young kids or young adults about this sort of stuff, you know, parents are afraid to talk about it. Schools are afraid to talk about it. Nobody talks about it. We think, oh, they're just going to be these innocent people with this like gap in their brain where that'll one day be filled in. Mm. That's not what happens. What happens is society, culture, the media, movies, our language, the way we talk about these things, the, the negative words we use to talk about these things. I mean, think about all the slang words for vagina. Can you think of one single positive word? None. Mm -mm. Pussy, twat, cunt, none. I there haven't heard the word twat in so long. I like that. <laughs> it just kind of rolls off the tongue a bit. <laughs> like these aren't... <clears throat> we're absorbing so many negative messages that people like to think, okay, we'll just keep you in this protected place and you'll maintain this. 
empty space in your brain and it just gets filled in mm-hmm. by all this terrible negative messaging that we don't realize we're absorbing. I had not realized that I had absorbed any of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge aha moment. And that was definitely, definitely one of the, the turning points. And so when I went back to college, I did this, this project where I was in this writing class and there was this assignment to create, write something in a format you wouldn't normally find it. And I put together a cookbook of recipes for intimacy with yourself, for intimacy with other people about masturbation, the whole like cooking index of tools was all these different, you know, birth control methods. It was, and it had all these interviews with people sharing their stories and advice. And that was one of, you know, what I used to refer to as the beginning of BBXX. You Um, must've gotten an A on that project. I did. Yeah, (laughs) I did. And that was kind of what BBXX slowly turned into. I then ended up working in digital media production in Los Angeles and wanted to make something more digital, more scalable. Um, And then it's also morphed in terms of the messaging and the focus being a lot more profound than that as well. And again, like I mentioned in the beginning, taking people even deeper. And so we actually Mm -hmm. have an adaptation of that book that is oh that's awesome yeah it, it it's in the works it's going to be a long project but it's even more interesting and and bigger and better and I just need to find the time eventually to to do it but I what have a I question later, for you yeah because mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend the other day and I said are you ever afraid you don't know how to make out with somebody because there's no oh my god that's amazing a rule <laughs> like how do you know? How do you know if you're a good kisser? How do you know if you're a bad kisser? (laughs) Love. I love this question. I love this question. And I think one, it proves that this is human stuff. You don't, this is instinctual stuff that we know far more about than we realize. And we can tap into deeper than we realize. And two, that it is totally individual. And like when people say, if anybody ever tells you, oh, I'm, you know, great in bed. With who? With who? Myself. (laughs) Yes, that, yes. And everybody should be. Everybody must be. Again, the the basis of all of this is the relationship with yourself. Whether that's, you know, the vulnerability, the honesty, communication, and self-awareness, or, you know, in the bedroom, you Mm -hmm. are the foundational, most important part of, of accessing you know, you can only go as far with other people as you can go with yourself. And so the second part, besides that, this is more human than we realize, is it's so different on a case-to-case basis. And, you know, yes, overall, you can say if, you know, you enjoyed sleeping with somebody or not, but so many of our relationships, whether it's sexual or not, they're just incomparable. We get different things from different people at different points in our lives. We're different versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we want one thing in other situations. We want another. There's just no comparing. And, you know, in this perfect example of making out, it's so different. And it depends on how you feel about that person, how into it you are, how into it they are, how compatible it is. I mean, when you're making out with somebody, you are both adapting 
your kissing mm-hmm. style to match that other person and creating this new individual and unique style that isn't comparable to somebody else. And, you know, the same Good point. Like that is a goes gr- for when we're speaking in conversational yeah. style. Deborah Tannen is a linguist who we've interviewed on our podcast has amazing work. And she talks about conversational style and how just as much people think about if I'm sitting here and watching you, you know, or if somebody's in an argument or there's tension, or if somebody is into them, whatever it is, they look at somebody and they try and interpret how they're acting. And what they don't realize is that probably a large percent of how that person is acting or reacting is based on what you're doing. Mm, And maybe actually everything people are showing you and how they're acting is just a reaction to what you're doing. And more of it is about you than it actually is about the other person. And so I kind of love this metaphor of the the conversational style and adapting and reacting and playing off of each other as is the same with, you know, making out and creating this, this new fusion where a lot of it has to do with meshing and mixing and playing off of that other person. So I probably did spend enough time making out with my hand when I was younger. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, at least you were doing that. I don't know what I was doing. And you know, all these people were making out with their hands and like humping the couch. I'm like, where was the couch? Where are these people getting these couches? I know they always talk about the Ottoman, the Ottoman and how that really, or like the Arm. armrest yeah I'm like I don't know what I was doing I was oh like, we had the wrong type of, of couch I know <laughs> right, right. I had a wrong all kinds of things and so actually speaking of kind of going back to childhood I I often would refer to that turning point that summer as the beginning and what also happened that summer it was a really big year big summer is I spent a lot of time at a good friend of mine's house and spent a lot of time with her family. And she had these parents who were married and just had this beautiful friendship and this amazing relationship. And I'll get into this a bit more right after, but I had never been exposed to that. I had never been around a healthy adult relationship and like a happily married couple. And so this was like a huge shock to me as I had grown up being somebody who thought love was you know, a joke. I thought it was just this lie that people fell into or did, you know, and I just thought to myself, whoa, 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 this is what people are talking about. Like, this is why people are so into this. Yeah. If I could also have this best friend that I drink wine and play Scrabble with every night and go on cool bike rides and just love spending time with, and we get along great, who wouldn't want that. And obviously not without, you know, tons of other things in between and healthy communication and lots of work, but I didn't even know that existed. And so this wow. huge veil kind of was removed and, and just this whole realizing how uninformed and misinformed I had been. And that was the beginning of starting to try and rewire my brain and, and look back and re understand my whole life Mm. and how I had become the way that I was. And so while I used to refer to that, that book and that summer as the beginning, you know, through some later experiences and, and therapy and all of that, I remember a therapist joke to me and she said, you know, this company like BBXX has literally been in the works since you were born. Mm. 
my parents got divorced when I was three months old. And so I've never had married parents. I never was exposed to a healthy adult relationship. I had just a lot of dysfunctional things happen in my life growing up. And of course, that's all you know. You have no idea. You have nothing to think other than, well, this mm-hmm. is how life is and this is what things are like. Yeah. Uh, it's only later looking back that you realize, holy shit, that's a lot. And, uh, you know, have to kind of understand to look at the world differently. And, you know, obviously, a lot of those things made me who I am today, but not Mm -hmm. without a lot of adversity and and struggle. And so I do think there's something to that, that this was from the time I was younger, something that I needed and, and that I didn't have, whether it was that part later on about, you know, identity and sexuality, or really this part about how to form and think about healthy relationships and how important they are to our lives. And so the last kind of turning point in all of this is that a few years ago, right when I had created and conceptualized and written a manifesto for BBXX, but I hadn't taken the leap to actually, you know, start really working on it. I lost my mom in a fatal accident. And that just, you know, I, dropped out of life. I fell into a huge dark hole, went into a pretty tough depression and and quit like everything I was doing, everything I'd been working on, everything, and and just felt like I had no choice other than to work on this. And it's all I could Mm. do. And from that point on, for the last few years, I've been dedicated to working on BBXX because of all the things I've gone through. And, you know, after that loss, it spiraled into some mental health and physical health problems actually from, you know, and I could go into all sorts of mind body related research and Mm -hmm. how suppressing or, you know, repressing our emotions and not processing things will make you sick because it happened to yours truly here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went through just two and a half years of domino effects of issues and setbacks and struggles. And there was no way I could have gotten through any of it without the support of those people closest to me, my close relationships and the people who love and care about me and who I love and care about so much. And just realized, you know, it's in the research. Our close relationships account for 70% of our happiness and 90% yes. of our well-being. And if we don't have those, we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. That is the foundation and all the purpose that we feel in life can be tied back to our close relationships, whether it's celebrating, you know, success at work or anything, all of it comes with having people to celebrate it with and having people who understand the struggles and the work you've put in to get there and having people to open up to and not only celebrate, but to cry to, you know, we wouldn't be anywhere without those relationships. And I realized that myself. And so that's when we really began to expand while the original concept was about this, you know, sexuality and identity. And that's still kind of the beginning of the journey, the journey that we take people through with BBXX mirrors my own journey and kind of starting there, but really taking people deeper into these other things and understanding how important these relationships are and taking care of them and, and equipping people with the knowledge and tools to do so. Because again, you're not getting that at home or in school. Mm-hmm. And you're certainly not getting that from culture and the language that we currently use. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of 
the origin story and it, it's been a crazy, there have been so many twists and turns and, and setbacks mm-hmm. and adversities, but all of them have really contributed to shaping the company that BBXX is today. And now where can people get content from BBX? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it, how can people get a hold of the stuff that you are creating? Yes, on our Instagram, which is bbxx.world is a great, great place to start. Um, we'll be launching our platform soon. But the the other one I mentioned before is the podcast. Mm. The podcast is really this great, great place to take people into this mindset and to start exploring some of these things. And so the podcast is available across all podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called BBXX, Let's Get Intimate. And, you know, people often ask where to start. And I like to tell people, you know, if I was going to suggest to start at the beginning, because again, Mm -hmm. that podcast mirrors a lot of this journey that I've talked about, where it Mm -hmm. starts with understanding, you know, the way culture shapes the way we talk about sex and sexuality, and then goes into kind of sexuality and identity. And then it starts to go into how does that affect our relationship with another person? And then starts to go more into the psychology and the communication and the self-development part of these, these Mm -hmm. things and kind of expand more broadly, but really starting at the beginning. And that first interview is with Peggy Ornstein for those listening who, who know who Peggy Ornstein is, and is really about, you know, all of this is about cultural influence and trying to reshape the way we think about this and talk about it and therefore the way we act. And that podcast, so the Instagram, the podcast for sure, BBXX, Let's Get Intimate across all platforms. And then we are getting ready to launch a series of virtual live events. And so that's another, yeah, workshops, group coaching. If you follow us on Instagram and if you listen into the podcast, you'll be hearing announcements about that really really awesome series coming up on all kinds of topics again in this you know self-development some of them we've done a series with Lori Mintz the the author of Becoming Cliterate a series on cliteracy you know uh, also really unique topics like how to grieve the person you used to be taking these human topics mm-hmm. but spinning them and bringing a new unique conversation perhaps that hasn't been tapped into before uh, we'll have stuff on on dating and relationships, and so following us on on social media and on the podcast, and then yeah, we'll we're getting ready to launch our platform, our really low key small project that is this huge platform. Yes, <laughs> will be the go to resource for intimacy and relationships, and so if you go to bbxx.world, you'll be able to sign up for. If you go to like sign up, it'll take mm-hmm. you to sign up for the wait list. And so that way you'll be in the loop. And that's also a really great way, either at the the footer on the website or up there, you'll be able to sign up for the wait list to, to get notifications for when we're launching all these events for new stuff coming up. And I, I just am really excited about being able to expand this conversation and create this, this new space, the, the XX as nice. we'll call it, and would invite all of your your listeners to check it out. It's really a, such an expansive opportunity to relearn and unlearn 
so many things and to dive really deep into that space of self-understanding and to really transform yourself Mm -hmm. and your relationships as a result. And like we talked about before, your relationships are, you know, the foundation of your (laughs) happiness and well-being. So not only to transform yourself and your relationships, but your, your life, it sounds cliche, but Mm -hmm. it's science it's and true. research yeah. that shows this. <laughs> yeah. um, so I would invite everybody, yeah, to join us on this, this journey to self-understanding, to deeper intimacy, and to, to more fulfillment in your relationships and in your life. Awesome. Well, Sasha, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And thank you so much for putting this platform together. It sounds like it's going to help thousands and hopefully millions of people who have questions like me. Is my vagina weird looking? And am I making out properly? (laughs) And you need to come to that workshop that we're going to be hosting. I'm going to send you. And the answer, by the way, is no. I can tell you. I don't even (laughs) know. I can tell you it's no. And I could go on a whole rant about that topic. And why is it that you're questioning that culture and the language you, we use mm-hmm. and the way we talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And, it and is my gynecologist keeps avoiding bullshit. the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, she clearly, yeah, she's, I mean, it, it probably isn't. And that's the thing. Like she's so exposed to these. She's probably like, what vagina? This is yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, these are huge issues and this cultural conversation is the Mm -hmm. most important one, yet the one that nobody's having. And so, yes, you need to come to these events, check out the platform. We've got all kinds of stuff for you and really looking forward to launching this culmination of all this, this work. And again, something that I've created only because I'm one of everyone who needs it. Nice. And if anybody out there wants to make out with me to see if I'm a good kisser or not, I'm open for business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I'm just saying if you want to meet, you know, people, and these are, we're going to be getting into some dating events too, because where else is better to meet it? Than okay. So people? can I do like interested a PSA? In empathy, interested in self development, interested in healthy sexual communication. I'm sorry where else would you want to meet people? Exactly. Because the apps sure as hell don't have that. Nope. And for some reason, lots of people like to take pictures of themselves in public bathrooms. I don't know if that's supposed to be sexy in some alternate reality. <laughs> there are a lot of, a lot of, yeah, questionable, but yes. and you know, I don't even know where to start on that one. Yeah. I want to do a PSA of like how to do a great profile, you know, like, the, yeah. What to's kind of coach you along the way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's another a business that I'll start someday. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank well, you so much. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you. I hope that all of you enjoyed my interview with Sasha. And, you know, if you want to take me up on that uh, makeout offer, hit me up on social media. No, I'm just kidding. But make sure that you follow Sasha on all her social media and get on her platform so that you can be supportive of that work that she is doing. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast platform. And until next time, keep being amazing and keep loving each other. Bye-bye.